What's the difference between teaching and brainwashing? Welcome to Critical Thinking Skin, where we look at how you can think about any faith-challenging message and arrive at a biblical, logical conclusion yourself. I'm Patricia Engler, and today let's talk about the difference between instruction and brainwashing, which I defined in the last episode as potentially subversive, one-sided indoctrination. But what exactly is indoctrination? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary provides two definitions. Number one, to imbue with a usually partisan or sectarian opinion, point of view, or principle. And number two, to instruct, especially in fundamentals or rudiments, to teach. Given that the second definition for indoctrination is basically education, where do the lines blur between instruction and indoctrination? I'd suggest that the answer involves the documentable truth of what's being taught and students' freedom to question it. After all, we wouldn't normally think of brainwashing someone into believing the truth. It'd technically be possible, although not biblical, to try using brainwashing tactics to manipulate someone into accepting accurate beliefs, similar to how propaganda can promote true ideas. But generally, true truth should stand to reason itself without requiring that people be brainwashed into accepting it. But what counts as truth? People have, often, very different ideas of what counts as true, and that goes back to the differences between fact and assumption from episode 10. Facts we can observe and agree about in the present are most clearly true, assuming those observations are accurate. Assumptions, interpretations, conjectures, and beliefs based on those facts may or may not be true. But we can test our beliefs by asking whether they're consistent with themselves and the observable universe. With those concepts in mind, it's easier to spot instruction versus indoctrination. Instruction communicates observable or previously observed facts. By previously observed facts, I mean historical events which someone witnessed and recorded in the past, but which we can't observe directly today. For example, the Titanic struck an iceberg in the past and cannot be seen doing so today. But eyewitness testimony usually provides the most reliable information in such cases, especially when that testimony is collaborated by things we can observe in the present, like the sunken Titanic. Similarly, in a biblical worldview, God's eyewitness testimony provides an accurate account of the universe's beginning, collaborated by observational science. With those clarifications aside, instruction may communicate observable or previously observed facts, it might explain what people believe about those facts, and it equips students to reason about whether those beliefs are likely true. But indoctrination expresses only dogma. Beliefs which aren't necessarily fact, but which indoctrinators expect people to accept as fact without question. And often, education involves both instruction and indoctrination, as educators present facts through certain worldview lenses. One-sided indoctrination only teaches students to interpret the facts through one lens and does not expose students to other viewpoints or interpretations, even for instructional purposes. Subversive indoctrination persuades students to accept one viewpoint using subconscious processes like the power of repetition and authority and conformity discussed in episodes 40, 22, and 23. When I was a student, all these factors were present in some of my classes. So if brainwashing is defined as potentially subversive, one-sided indoctrination, then yes, schools can certainly be brainwashing centers. But wait, does this mean that churches brainwash kids too? 
churches do teach worldview doctrines like my university classes did. While secular schools teach doctrines based on humanistic worldviews, churches teach doctrines based on a biblical worldview. And within a biblical worldview, teachings from scripture are not unsupported dogma, but facts supported by eyewitness testimony of God and the authors he inspired, and not to mention collaborated by real-world observations. Even so, students may feel indoctrinated if their church teaches them to just dogmatically accept everything they're told, you know, to just have faith without ever asking questions, or learning why the information being taught is trustworthy, or learning what others believe. That does sound like potentially subversive one-sided indoctrination, and it's completely unnecessary and unhelpful. Solid apologetics resources like what Answers in Genesis offers are here to help churches and families equip youth to tackle tough questions, to understand why the Bible is reliable, and to learn about other worldviews from a biblical perspective. God's word is true, and truth does not require people to be indoctrinated into believing it. By teaching biblical, critical thinking skills, churches can not only instruct rather than indoctrinate, they can also equip youth to avoid real indoctrination. For more on how to think critically about faith-challenging messages, you can access my other CT Scan episodes packed with tactics, tips, and tools that helped me as a Christian student at Secular University. Thank you for watching.